What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 347, broken up into two parts, A and B. A, B, B. Mm-hmm. 347A posting on 912 will be a discussion on The Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington and 347B posting on 915 will be a discussion on Vacation Friends 2 from Hulu. Zinger. Zinger indeed. I am one of your hosts, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our lovely permagress, Kiss Chris Bond, not Kiss Bond. I mean, Chris it could, bon. could be. Depends on how you play your cards tonight. You already fed me, so. That's your uh, porn name, Kiss Bond? Oh, that's good. It's a good porn name, though. Nah, it'd, be, it, it'd be Brick Bangus. Shout out to Jimmy Bellin. What, wait, what is your porn name? <laughs> it's not my porn name. Oh. It, was, it was my basketball you, name. Where'd you pull out that second Red Bull from? I mean, I'm ready to go. Christian's on the other side of the table just pulled out a Red Bull from I don't even know His where. His second one in like <laughs> 15 minutes. Did you enjoy your, your nuggy feast? I did. My nuggies were delicious. In your ghost pepper sauce, which like actually you. wasn't bad. I tried it for the first time. It's good. It's, it's, it's very tasty. It's my current favorite. Actually, the I know Roger up at the... One thing I used to love and I didn't for a long time was the movie nacho mm-hmm. and the cheese and like you you add a jalapeno with every that's like the, that was the most heat I could take at one yeah. point. My my nickname yeah, in those aren't even was, good jalapenos either. They're, they're, they're really bad. But my nickname in college was pepperoni because that's all I could take from the Olive Garden pepperonis. I know I'm pathetic. So <laughs> I never understood the fascination with pepperonis. Like they're not overly hot and they don't taste good they're not hot at all actually that's the thing I would, but I would like argue. they just don't taste good it's like just, it's all garden's thing man it's who fine. wants this like <laughs> it's probably cheap we're talking about the the, the little yellow pepper rings right? yeah. green no no not the not the rings no no those are banana peppers those are oh, okay. those no, are no, banana yeah, peppers yeah, yeah. that are mild you mm-hmm. can get the pepperoni slices that are a little bit spicier mm-hmm. but they taste we're talking like, about the thing in the olive garden no, i got you i got you yeah i got you yeah or like if you get like Papa John's, those are the ones that come with it, mm. and they're always like hot. So when you bite into it, it's just like, <laughs> which does it go again with the sound effect? As I punch the microphone. <laughs> well, you know, it probably deserves it. Yeah, I mean, it's like the eight hundred and fiftieth time I've punched this thing. <laughs> so well, okay, good. Well, I'm glad we got to. We're recording on a different night. I was for full transparency. I was super sick Saturday and Sunday, but I think I'm fine now. I almost didn't get a bed at all yesterday. I was it was bad, uh, but I just. A shame I didn't get to do the show without you. <laughs> shame indeed. Shame. But I'm glad it, it's it wait till I was done with. I'm glad it wait till I was done with work because would I would have had to have been out for three days uh, at work and I wouldn't have that wouldn't have been good. But I'm glad it wait till I was done. So that's all that matters to me really. But how are you guys this week? What's going on? Doing good. Doing good. good. That's good. Gen- that generally the update I get from you guys. Yeah. Doing good. I mean, football it, started. It's true. America is back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny. I posted something on our so on our social media right before I came over here about um, all the Marvel stuff that was supposed to sh- that was supposed to shoot this summer did not. So that's definitely going to yeah, cause a delay. I read that article. Yeah, with um, uh, your girl Florence Pugh. Yep, said she did. She's supposed to be in Atlanta for six months this summer, and nothing Marvel shot at all this summer. So it's going to be a big delay. Hmm. Whatever that matters, because most of it's garbage anyway. Who cares? But this is what I do when I'm sick. I'm really like I you, don't care. You've been waiting ten years to be able to say that and it'd be true. So congratulations. I have a now lot of time. It's been more true recently. Well, that's I what I mean. Of, you know, I have a lot finally of his moment. I've been following closely the Rachel Ziegler, and I'm not going to get into it. But if you know what I'm talking about, then you know what I'm talking about is I think she's going to be the tipping point that finally studios look at and be like, well, we can we can do one thing or we can make money. Can't do both. Is that the Snow White thing? Yes. Okay, gotcha. It, it's a stupid. It's a stupid story that's been developing. And I agree. It's the epitome of just shut up. Just shut. Stop talking. Just shut up. 
Stop saying what you're no, saying. No, how dare you silence a woman's voice? Don't do that. I, look, she silenced her own voice on this one. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. But it's a it's if you want to get in that drama, you can. It's a it's an interesting story too. If you go back a few days and reread for further, but how else going that. on? How, how your your kids uh, enjoying? Going back to school? Uh, my kids love school. Um, my youngest every day tells me she doesn't want to go. Then she comes home and talks about how she had such a good time at school. Uh, <laughs> as an everyday I think thing. she's doing that wrong. I think so, too. Uh, my, ol- my, my oldest loves it. it. So they're having a good time. Uh, I think everyone in my house right now is sick, actually. So when mm. I go home, I'm hoping everyone's just passed out from, like, NyQuil or whatever they're doing. So. I once drank an entire bottle of NyQuil when I was in college. Did I ever tell you guys that? No. No, we discussed this story because I almost got kicked out of my university for playing Chug the NyQuil because a teacher ratted us out and the dean's like, you guys are college kids and and you play this how many times a week? We go three. And he's like, you're lucky you're not dead. If I catch you guys doing this again, I'm going to kick you out of this university. Also, first off, your teacher's kind of a bitch. (laughs) Secondly, (laughs) she reported us to the dean who then's like I can't? Who is also well a because bitch. we were we played this game freshman year. We played this game where we we had sit, we had the same eight nine and ten a.m.s on well no sorry Monday Wednesday and Friday we had similar eight nines and tens as the class structure worked at least no, back I get then it. yeah and so we'd play we'd chug a ball of Nyquil and see who could stay awake the longest That's through our it. classes and someone it became kind of a, a a betting game in like our classes and like it got big enough that like. Some of the, the educating staff found out, and then they reported us to the dean, and like we got in all this trouble, and I couldn't figure out why. And then driving, or I, one weekend I was home, and my dad's like, "I, why do we need to talk about this? You're chugging Nyquil. <laughs> <laughs> please tell me you're not doing." It. Like, no, dad, I absolutely am, but I'm winning bets. He's like, "Just please don't die. All I care about is you don't die. Your That's ga- all I care about." Your game sounds stupid. It, it, it was a fun game to us at, at that age. <laughs> at the but, time. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, wow, no, I. It's very, I didn't never got in trouble by my fucking schools people. And, you know, I went to a big giant college where they don't care if I died every day. True. So yeah, I mean, look, I drank an entire bottle of the Green Death because the I don't green, know. Oh, it was green. It, well, it was, it's not got a flavor. It's just called Nyquil. <laughs> <laughs> and I drank an entire bottle of it, and I went to class, and I returned several hours later, tripping balls. <laughs> <laughs> I remember sort of getting back into my dorm room because I was still living on campus at the time. And, like, I slept for, like, 12 consecutive yeah, hours. there it is. And I woke up and went to the bathroom, and I just pissed, and it was, like, syrup. <laughs> My body was just, like, oh, no. dear God. That's terrible. No. And I didn't have a cold for, like, a whole year. I mean, <laughs> you became immune. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that feeling must have been weird. You must have been, like, that kind of, like, you know that feeling you have when you've taken, like, stuff that's meant to put you out? Oh, yeah, no, dude. Like, look, you're, like, I you're was really like, fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was legitimately drunk as shit. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's awesome. What about any any Nyquil stories from you? <laughs> so no, I I avoided most drug use when I was young. I uh, stayed up for something like thirty eight hours straight once, and then oh. and then worked in my buddy's uh, was in my friend's garage while he was working on a four wheeler, and there's a propane heater going, and those fumes also doubled up on that, and I saw a wrench run away. I didn't like that. I went to bed. <laughs> that's about <laughs> that's the closest thing to to tripping balls I've got for you wow. guys. Yeah. 
funny how two of the three of us have like chug the NyQuil stories, and I was I was like I couldn't believe at the time why I was in trouble. No, I've got the, the I've shit. got this. You know, me and my cousins stabbed each other with silverware stuff. You know, yeah, no, I have very different fair. stories, different lifestyles. All, 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 all mine inv- include violence, <laughs> extreme they violence. Do. But they it, do. It, it I have other is. college stories too that could, I probably shouldn't utter at this point, but. Nah, let's just fucking go off the rails. No, 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 no. another, another day, another day. We I'm start, sure we all have stories that like we probably still can't. I mean, talk listen, about. I'm ready to start episode one of the next podcast after we get canceled. If you are, it's fine. Let's, let's go. But no, 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 we're not. Let's try not to cancel, please. <laughs> it's called a rebrand. It's fine. <laughs> Lots of people do it. <laughs> Look, and you and you already have your marketing guy. See, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's the same guy that wires up everything and. It's apparently really bad at turning Chris's sound up and down. <laughs> I meant he was the sound guy because he has the bits fine. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Let's not place blame where it's really meant. Anyway, anyway. So what else is going on? Anything else, guys? Nope. You excited for some fall festivities to begin? What does that even fucking mean? I don't know. Halloween. Dude, look, I understand this, like it is almost fall time, but it was 94 degrees six days ago. Mm-hmm. It's sure. not no, fall. They call, it, they call it Indian summer. No, shit. it's still actual summer. <laughs> That's <laughs> It is. Summer didn't start till June 21st. Yeah. So it, goes it doesn't end till September You know when summer yeah. starts? When it's hot. You know well, when it, fine, you know when it ends? When, when it's, it's cold. cold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Actually, so according to the Farmer's, the farmer's Almanac, this winter is supposed to be pretty abhorred. I don't know, but I don't know if it means... What the means fuck does that mean? Is but it, I didn't. All I got was, I, it just said it was supposed to be one of the worst in history. I don't know if it was hot or cold though. It's supposed to be cold because we're supposed to have that. We ha- we have that weird il, uh, El Nino or El Nino thing happening, el Nino. and that will con- that will con- not El. It's not El. It's, La. It's, it's yeah yeah that's it. La that's Nina. It. Yeah. La Nina. And that will happen. You know, it's like supposed to be extra intense. Spanish lady wind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, puss in boots. I don't know. That, that, that's, this has been weather talk with uh, <laughs> weather talk with the movie boys. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Chris Lee takes a drink. Of I would his, be able uh, to just Red turn Bull. it off the fucking show right now. <laughs> no. no, well, I mean, it's interesting because the weather has been weird. Everyone can attest to that. It was ninety like just four days ago, it though. It really was too. Mm-hmm. And then today it was pretty mild, actually. What was that Labor Day? Right? It was yeah. Mm-hmm. fucking yeah. All right, gentlemen, we should go on with the show though. What say you guys? Yeah, we're good. Let's do it. All right, this is episode 347 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office current and upcoming releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, do, Roger, you know, Chris, do you want to guess what The Nun 2 did worldwide this weekend? I'll give you a hint. 326 Domestic. What is the worldwide for none two this weekend? One hundred eighteen, eighty-eight. All right, not bad. Oh, eighty-five. It must have gained three today. Okay, but eighty-five. That's that's way more than I thought it would do. Yeah. And that shows you how much of a how much of a print those movies have made on on people who love the the what is that the Conjuring stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Equalizer three bringing in twelve million domestic and the worldwide of one hundred seven. What's that? The three. Equalizer. Stop. The what? <laughs> he keeps on saying threequalizer. Threequal. Oh, he loves the numbers. Yeah, he does. How about, well, what about this one? My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. I have nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that did only a $10 million weekend domestic. That's not even at our theater, is it? It's I got not. It. Bringing a worldwide of 12.7. Yeah, buddy. The first one did obscene numbers, though, it if you did, remember. It did, like ridiculous numbers. And then Joan, J. That movie came out so long ago, I took a woman who wasn't, is not my wife to see that for Didn't a day. Didn't that come out the same, around the same time as Passion of the Christ? 
I think I remember that. Like I don't 2004, 2005-ish. I don't know. God damn, that's forever ago, though. Uh, Jawan, J-A-W-A-N, 6.1 million domestic, bringing in a worldwide of 7.4. I know nothing about that movie, unfortunately. Barbie, 5.7 million, bringing in a worldwide of 1.4 billion. It has slowed down considerably, but it is still making some money. That is for sure. Any comments on Barbie, fellas? We've talked a lot about Barbie. I think we're I, good. Are you Knuff? Hashtag Knuff. Stop. Continue. Heart for you, Chris. I, I see it. I'm going to punch you in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> we're about to see what, what we can do this show with just the two of us. That's right. <laughs> As I'm just laying there. Like, yep. Just bleeding chair. out. We'll wake All up. right. Six through ten. Blue Beetle. Gran Turismo. Oppenheimer. Fallen. As it has. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Number nine. Number ten. Bottoms. There's the domestic box office and worldwide. Nothing really changes there, though. Uh, this is going to be a pretty tame fall, I think. I think people have like that to look forward to. However, we did... I was wrong about Aquaman. It did not step out. We did get a... Wait, has that been pushed or is that still in December? No, it's still coming. It's okay. Movies, what do you mean right now? It's trailer's coming. coming this week. So that's kind of exciting. Although, the big question for that one is, is it part of Gunn's universe or does it not matter at all? So that's the, the, big, question. the big question that everyone's wondering. No well, cares. I mean, doesn't no one really? I mean, is we, we past the point of caring at this point? Yes. I mean, about Aquaman too, yeah. Or the or DC universe? That too. Fair. Okay. If people well. don't care about Marvel right now, I bet you they're. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's a very it's, good point. It's far less likely they care about <laughs> DC. The only thing I'm ready for is the next Batman movie, as long as they continue with what they started. That's all I want. You mean the Pattinson? Yeah. The excellent Batman yeah. films. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I agree with you on that one. Let's look at some upcoming. Uh, upcoming releases, and nothing actually changes a lot here. September eighth, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. My big fat Greek wedding. Wait, well, is, is is that the title of the movie? Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. That's a terrible movie title. <laughs> God, <laughs> it's, it's a terrible anything title. But I've said it now for like the past seven weeks, and neither one of you has said anything. Well, this is the first time I've actually listened to you talk <laughs> Fair. In, in seven weeks. Um, my big fat Greek wedding three and the nun two all came out this weekend. Only the Nun 2 had a had a decent showing, though. Camp Hideout, Haunting in Venice, and The Inventor on the 15th, which is Friday. September 22nd, Expendables 4, with the 4 for the A. It Lives Inside, which is, looks like a horror film, and Stop Making Sense. Uh, September 29th, The Creator, Dumb Money, The Kill Room, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, and Saw 10. October starts off... With Cat Person on the sixth, with also with Extras Believer, Foe, Freelance, The Marsh King's Daughter. See, I think with all these things, I think they're trying to fill this fall with stuff they wouldn't normally try to push into this time slot because they have a, they know they have another very tame fall they need to fill stuff with. I'm surprised that we haven't seen more movies delayed and pushed out because of the writer's strike. We may. I, I'm sure that the, all the big ones will. Dune was the first of the dominoes. Yeah. October 13th, Ordinary Angels, What Happens Later, and Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, which will destroy every that will It is going yet. to, so it's up to like 80 million pre-sales. That, by thing, the way. that thing will go nuclear when it comes out. Well, yes, it will. October 20th, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. I want you to watch this and watch that and report back. Taylor Swift? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, fine. Oh, that's, that's fine. Um, underdogs. Just you, though. <laughs> October 27th, Five Nights at Freddy's, and we'll stop with, uh, Chris, they're, they're, they're taunting you still by putting just a line through. They always remove things, but nope, for Chris, they just put a line through Dune Part 2. It says 2024 on the side of it. It's fine. Everything's fine. You. 
we'll just end there because I'm depressed by Dune Part Two not being reality this mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fall. But it's a shame. But that doesn't. That also does not feel like a a January, February, March, or April movie. It feels like it has to be pushed. When did the first one come out? It was also June or to November, wasn't it? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I believe it, it was, was in COVID, so I don't really. I believe it was cold. When that movie I came out, I think out. it was somebody in October, maybe I, I don't know, yeah. but it does, it doesn't seem like a first part of the first half of the year kind of movie, but I could be wrong about that. I could be wrong about that. Let's look at some more. The Marvels is still there. Hunger Games, which I think may move actually. Uh, Trolls band together. That actually might do decent money if it stays. Napoleon, you think you think Napoleon? He's going to keep Napoleon there? Yeah. Ridley Scott. Dune came out October twenty second. Okay. Uh, Wish, I think, will still will do good numbers. Godzilla minus one. The Bike Riders, which we're going to talk about the trailer today. Uh, oh, Chris, The Boy and the Heron. That's a big deal. The new anime, I think, from Studio, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Yeah, it's Ghibli. Did you see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see that trailer? I did. It looks pretty pretty it, part of the course. It looks Ghibli. Yeah, it definitely does. <laughs> which is not, they, have a, they have an art style which, that is which, pure. Which is never a bad thing. No, yeah. it's purely their art style at this point. Like It's just 100% Ghibli. I'm Imagine not, if that was Doom Eternal. That'd be, that'd be so good. So <laughs> fucking badass. It's weird, but yeah. we had a long conversation I, about how Doom should. be I think. An anime. Um, I think Vinland Saga's art style would be perfect for Doom. Actually, sure. of course, I love that shit. Yeah. Just a little bit of um, context. We were talking about Doom earlier, and how the boys said it should not be films, but it should be animated. I, I an- said anime. it should be anime. It should be anime. Anime. Yeah, it should. I agree. Having having the the the, the two most recent Dune games, I think, translate best. Do me a favor. Say Doom. Doom. Say Dune. Dune. It sounds the same right now. <laughs> That's what I'm sick. Yeah, yeah, great. Doom. Doom. Um, and I, 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 I'm, I'm trying, but I cannot get excited for Wonka. I don't know what it is. I just don't care. Because we, because we all have a very recent, not a very, but we have a recent experience with a very bad stylized Wonka movie, and then we have a better one that we've watched way before. Well, the Gene, no, nothing's ever going to top the Gene Wilder one. I don't, no, I, I didn't. Uh, well, I don't think anything has to. I think it's been long enough to where if we want a new Wonka movie, that's fine. But the last version we got was weird and. Was not. You mean the depth version? Yeah, awful. it was it was awful. just not fun. So you know that's what we have to work with. You know from like recent. Memories. I agree. But but I, just, I can't totally get. Like. I mean, I look. I love Timothy Chalamet. I'll watch everything he's in, but I just can't get excited for his Wonka. I don't mm. care. Um, December twentieth, Aquaman. I don't even know if that'll stay there. Migration, another big animated. If it stays, that'll probably stay. Mm. And uh, as of right now, Christmas has the boys in the boat, Ferrari, and the color purple. So we'll see what actually stays. You excited for Ferrari, Roger? I saw a couple of trailers for it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We did love um, Ford v. Ferrari, though. So yeah. I don't know if that's a... We did love that. That's, that movie's a 10. That movie's a 10. Hell of a cast, too. God, hell of a cast. Look, what's streaming? This week, our rotation has brought us to Max. And uh, I've never... I don't think I've ever talked about this one, but it's my favorite movie. I was saving it for another reason, but... That other reason will still hold valid if I use it on this. This is Braveheart. Uh, by of course director. Do you Mark like Gibson. Braveheart? It's my favorite movie Whoa. of all time. Right? Oh, it is. I had no I've idea. never heard that. Yeah, you've never Weird. said that. Your sarcasm just—I can feel it through my phlegm. It's First great. off, I'm being totally sincere. You okay? Braveheart, directed by Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Sophie Marceau, Patrick McGowan, Angus McFadden, James Cosmo, Brian Cox is a feature. Uh, 1985, hell of a movie, Best Picture winner. I think it's one of the better examples of what film can do what the image what the marriage of 
sound and visual can do on the screen. And there are several moments in this film. I Even the beginning where it took me from watching it as a very young child to like writing papers on it in high school, how I really got the opening um, of just even the very opening, how it's the, the, the very chanty and very like, I don't moody music, and you see the the name Braveheart come through the mist, and it didn't hit me until high school or thereabouts. So like it's the it's the legend that's coming through the mists of time, and I thought like even then I was mind blown. But that's a hell of a movie, and I it's the last it's one of the last films that like had a break in the theater, and it started in the second half starts just as strong as the first half. Actually, I think the second half starts as brilliantly as any movie has ever started, and even in the first half, it's just one of those movies that. I can count on like that one, probably Last of the Mohicans, uh, maybe Field of Dreams. For me, that the after the fur the Terminator. I'm trying to think of another one, but and after I watched those films, it's like I was just reeling with what I had just seen. I really couldn't believe. I really couldn't believe it. Maybe the mate the first Matrix film may have also been like that for me. It's like I just, I was just so my mind was blown at such a young age by some of these movies that I just it was amazing, but. Uh, Bravehearts, health movie, great score, wonderful acting. It's just one of those movies you can't make again, and people love to hate on it. And f- because of Mel Gibson, it's a shame because you're hating on one of the best movies ever made. I, uh, I, I hate to tell it's you, it's not even the best movie made in 1995. Oh, get out of here, 1985, 95, 95. Did I say 85? I yeah. think you may have, or maybe I heard 85. So you know what's the best movie in 1995 was? Uh, Apollo 13. Thank you very much. I see. Look, he doesn't really have no, a super no, compelling well, I, argument. I, I would say Braveheart is still better, but that's a good argument. Well, I mean, that's those are the two going for best picture that year. <laughs> it was down to the well. I guess there was other movies nominated, but yeah, know. back when movies were made by adults for adults, yeah, that that, that was a good wow. time. Wow, I know, Damn. I know. Pulp Fiction, Roger, you're one of, one of your go tos, and you're also your favorite. Yeah. So I'm not the one who took us out of rotation here about favorites. Yeah, maybe I should have done it chapter two. (laughs) 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 All right. Pulp Fiction by director Quentin Tarantino, very famously. John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Samuel L. Jackson, Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, Frank Wiley, Ving Rhames, Steve Buscemi, Christopher Walken, Kathy Griffin, the name of few, 1994. So this is the movie that really launched Tarantino into the area. Superstardom. Yeah, into the the, the big-time director role. He'd done Jackie Brown previous to this, and... uh, this is the movie that kind of brought him up. Also resurrected John Travolta's career mm-hmm. legitimately. Put Sam Jackson on the map as like a legit star. I mean, like this movie, the way that it's made, like he, it's at the time, it was like one of a kind. It just jumps around in time and all the things at the end come together into one cohesive story. And like, I love Pulp Fiction forever. It's not my favorite movie anymore. Like, it's kind of slipped down a little bit, but it's still top five for me. So, like, it's it's still really good. But look, it doesn't quite hold up as much as it used to. You know, it, it is dated a little bit. Some of the language not so friendly. No. You know. Not in Pulp Fiction. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's Tarantino. <laughs> it's just kind of it, how he is. It's but. the dance, right? It's the dancing that really kills it for you now. I mean, it's more than yeah, shotgun that's murder. that's what kills it. <laughs> shotgun murder is kind of, yeah, right. you know. Some stuff Sam Jackson says. Like, it's, just, it's all, but, like, I don't agree with anything. Like, artistically, for people to say it's, oh, it's maybe the dialogue needs to be toned. No. I didn't say toned down. I said it didn't age very well. That's that's well, all. That's what you mean fair. by didn't age well. Well, I mean, I, 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 appropriate. Well, no, I just, you couldn't make that movie now. 
I, I don't think it doesn't age well. I just think you, you're right. You, you couldn't make okay. Pulp Fiction to today. But yeah. But I mean, like, look, if you take Pulp Fiction to face value, it's an excellent movie. It's a good, compelling story that has so many twists and turns. You don't you don't know from start to finish where it's going. And I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I think those are like that's a very staple thing of any Tarantino movie. You really don't know where it's going. And yep. for good reason, because he does that very well. So I just rewatched that. Um, I don't know. I kind of knew where Django was going. I was going to say, Django's pretty linear. (laughs) I don't know. Well, the thing is with Django is like, as soon as, as soon as, um, Waltz dies, I'm like, okay, movie's over. The movie is over. And it goes on for another hour without the best part of that movie. And it's a bloodbath. It is a big (laughs) Absolute bloodbath. Uh, Chris, It, Chapter One, by director Andy Muschietti, Bill Skarsgård, Jaden Martell, Finn Wolford, Sophia Lillis, Jeremy Ray Taylor, Jack Dylan Grazer, 2017. Oh, before you start, can I can I say something? I'm surprised yeah. that you picked this movie. You are? I am. Hold gotcha. on, hold on. Why are you surprised? Because he doesn't like scary movies either. It's true. However, for some reason, the new... And it- I damn sure don't like clowns. <laughs> <laughs> for some I don't reason. like fucking regular clowns, by the way. <laughs> so just all clowns. All clowns. Got it. All clowns bad. <laughs> so uh, when this came out in 2017... Uh, I have terrible memories of the first, uh, ver- the first parts of it that came out way back. What you mean, like the 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 ABC one? Y- yeah, with like, the Tim Curry. Is, yes, yeah. The, like I have terrible memories of that. Creepy as fuck. Didn't like. Oh, it was. Didn't like it at all. Didn't like scary movies when I was younger. For some reason, this movie in 2017 actually, like, I don't know. It was the exception to the rule for me for scary films. This thing spoke to me in a way, and like my storyteller brain, and like my like my monster creation brain, and all of it, to where I actually really started to look into like the universe that was uh, Stephen King's like, art. You know, uh, his his him as an author, how everything's connected. I love the way that Pennywise is portrayed. I like the lore behind Pennywise. This movie is artistically and stylized very well for 2017. I think. Sure. This movie. You know, other horror films around this time and before and after don't do as good of a job as this film does. It's very the suspense is good. It has the key scenes that everyone you know that everyone can relate to from the earlier works of it. But it also does a very it, does, it puts a very nice polished coat on it for 2017. I think that even though it is a little bit long, but the movie comes from that background anyway. It's a big giant book. It is. It is. The movie does really come into its own once they get to the abandoned house and end up in the sewers. It's just a very good film all the way put through, I think. I love the cast. Everyone's good in it. They do a good job all the way through, and you really do connect with some of the characters. And the whole story behind, um, I can't remember his name, the one that actually gets pulled into the sewers in the early early in the film that they're looking for the whole time. I think his story is so... His brother, you mean? Yeah. Georgie? Yeah, Georgie, Georgie. that's it. It's so... They all float down It's so scary and tragic, and let's talk about... I do want to point out that Skarsgård is amazing as Pennywise. Oh, yeah. His performance was so good. I would challenge you that he's good in everything that he does. Also true, also true, but just him as Pennywise, man, like the, the way he prepared for it when I read up on it, it it just it there were so many things that just checked a lot of box on why this movie was so good to me and I don't know I love this one and it it's just it's such a good part one in a part two uh, movie film. What's the thing is well I will agree with you on that too of how I think Pennywise is like that Hugh Jackman is Wolverine it's just you couldn't yeah that, that was it nail on the head perfect yep um, I do think the f- it chapter one 2017 was very very well done incredibly well paced to build tension in all the right areas pennywise was fucking terrifying mm-hmm. the second chap- chapter two i think undid a lot of what was great of the first one unfortunately and it's a shame because the first one i would give an, uh, anywhere from between somewhere from low end of an eight high end of a 10 i could see arguments for any of that yeah. 
The second one, I could see low end for a five, high end for a seven. It's hmm. just it's such a noticeable and quality difference that it's such a which, shame. Which is amazing because the movie didn't come out too long after you know the, no, the, the part next one year, did. wasn't it? it uh, one two or years, two years, yeah. something two like years, that. Yeah. Two years. It was it, it wasn't far though. So like to lose that much of what it created from the first one to the second one was surprising to me, but I, I feel the same way. Well, the setup's always the strongest. <laughs> well, there was always a theory, too, that they were going to recut them into one long movie and make it, like, just it. Yeah. And, like, have it spliced together where they were both going concurrently with the the older group and the younger group oh, okay, part yeah. of the story. I would, lo- I would love to see that cut together like mm-hmm. that. And see how it works out. Yeah. So they're going to do a super cut. That's Warner Bros., isn't it? I'm sure Warner will one day do that. I'm sure someone's already done it, honestly. Yeah, I'm sure that it exists somewhere. On somewhere. the bowels yeah. of Reddit, someone's already done this. There's a link somewhere. I'm sure Warner has done it. I'm sure they have it. It's just a matter of doing it. I mean, it's uh, their material. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is I mean, you'd have thought need, with the success. Need some easy money. You would have thought it was the success of the five hour long Batman film, how well that was received online. That more of these would have come out, but I just maybe not. I don't know. It's a. It's also. A, it's a big five hours. Is a large commitment, man. And both those it movies are what? They're every bit of two fifteen. They're, they're two and a half. They're, yeah, yeah, they're they're both between two and a half and three hours. I but, mean, those uh, kids get older during that movie. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> well, I saw solid choices all around. I yeah. think um, three great movies. All probably was it non-nominated for Oscars? I, I think. Don't, I don't know honestly, but I, I wasn't in tune with movies in that way back then Fair. either. But, uh, all very solid picks. Mm-hmm. All extremely solid. Let's talk about some trailers, gentlemen. She came to me with Anne Hathaway, Peter Dinklage, and Marissa Tomei. It's a feature. What are we thinking? What a weird movie yeah, this right. has to be. Yeah, I'm oddly into it. I'm not usually into these like weird art house things, but I'm oddly into this. I like Peter Dinklage. I think he's phenomenal. I think Peter Dinklage is great. I think he, he says can some, play any role. I, I think he says some stupid ass shit outside of acting. Yeah, but that's not has. that's not what I judge him for. So whatever. Yeah, I think he I think he'll be great in this. I think. Is it's Anne Hathaway, right? Yeah. Yes. I think she'll be fantastic as always. And I don't know. There's weird boat sex on this movie, so cool. Weird boat sex. Yeah. The cool. WBS. Yeah. Weird sex boat. What do you What do you, what do you think? That about too. It? Weird sex boat. But what do you think about the movie? <laughs> the trailer we watched. I mean, looks like a weird movie. Well, it just looks like one of those art house. Yeah. I don't. I I like. I think you have two and a half very strong I think Marissa's the half here in as far as strength wow. actor, actors what but. the fuck did you just say that Marissa Tomei's the weak part of this Oscar out of Marissa Tomei fine but out of Peter Dinklage and Anne Hathaway yeah I think Marissa's third or third on that mm. well fine wow you guys can how, would you, how, else, fire. how else would you go from best to worst on, on that tell me Marissa Tomei one yeah I was gonna say probably one, one. I don't know okay I, look, I, do I think she's better than Anne Hathaway? I don't. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. I, I must not have my... I mean, how many Anne Hathaway got? Rhymes with fucking hero. <laughs> Fair. Fine, I don't know. <laughs> uh, fine, whatever. But I personally, I think she's the third on that one. But I'm, I'm probably wrong on that one. But, <laughs> it's um, okay to be wrong. It, it looks interesting. It looks like one I would actually go check out if I'm in a... When this comes out, if I'm in a big enough market and they have it. So here, here's the problem with movies like this. And I have no problem seeing movies like this anymore. I'm used to it. There's only there's only two ways that this goes, right? Either I think it's the fucking funniest underrated shit I've ever seen. Or not at all. Or it's terrible. Or it's just and long I, and yeah, boring. Yeah, and, and I hate artsy. every... And then like, at 45 minutes, I'm like, ah, oh, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> this movie fucking stinks. 
Like, look, there's no in between. You, you push pause, and it's been it's been like an hour and ten minutes. You push pause, and it's like it's not even minutes. it's not even halfway no, it's not over at the yet. Halfway bar, you're like, just like two hours and fifty five minutes. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about Banshees of Inisherin too. It's like part way. I don't know. I'm really you loved Banshees because because you, you watched it again and then every said, time said, I said it, said it, it was though, it was your favorite movie of the year. Every time I rewatch it since it gets I, a little less a on little the list. Less, <laughs> a little less. But I I do hold it was definitely one of the it definitely deserved the Oscars it got it, yeah, the, yeah. the nominations it received. Sure. Yeah, there's um, no in between. It's either all mm-hmm. or nothing. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of those movies that either like hit for me or they just don't. And I just I just had a conversation with someone about Midsummer and. Hereditary again. Those two, those two movies, I just love together. Why is it always those two fucking movies? Because well, why do you people like these movies? <laughs> Look, I acknowledge their. I acknowledge for the people who love them why they're great, but I just they're not for me. So people, I can we, we don't have to like everything you like. I'm just saying, I'll take a bold stance on those two movies. I will absolutely take a bold stance. Have you seen either one of those, Chris? No. Hey. Well, I mean, absolutely if you have time, but. Look, if, if you, you want to see somebody trip balls in midsummer, and then people <laughs> people jump off a cliff, it's kind of rad, actually. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. And that, and the, the thing is, in that in that culture, when you hit seventy, you jump off a cliff, Mid- and your head hits a rock. Midsummer has always just looked to me like the newer version of the village, and I don't need to see that. I, I've thought about that several times. Totally different film, though. It's I a be- very, I bet very not, different vibe honestly. and everything. <laughs> no, way different. All right, let's talk about another trailer: the bike riders with, and I want to say in the order they're given on the. On the on, on screen here is um, Jodie Comer, Austin Butler, Tom Hardy is how they're in that order build on the in the trailer, <laughs> which I thought was weird. Jodie Comer is amazing. I, I'm looking. I, I smiled when I looked at Chris, but like she's going to be massive. When I, I'm telling, I said this when we watched. What, that what, film. what else has she been in? Free the, guy, free guy, and the the, the movie. Free guy is what I is, is what I remember her the from. Free guy and the one that originates yeah. all Rogers watch all Ridley Scott stuff. Oh yeah, the Last tablet. Duel. The Last Duel. She was the one in okay. that that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, my, my forged my vendetta against Ridley Scott. <laughs> Ridley Scott said, "All can't wait to watch stupid. Napoleon on my fucking iPhone." We still need Ridley Scott uh, right back to the show. So. He won't. He's a fucking coward. <laughs> Here I said it. Listen, the man <laughs> has a trauma in his life. Let's give, let's give him a little bit of a trauma. pass for that. That man. Yeah, okay. Yes. Actually, he kind of has. Well, it's been a while. He's now, not the only one that's dealt with that. True. Also, he, coward. Yeah, he can seek solace in his hundreds of millions. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> in his fucking giant mansion. <laughs> On his yeah, multiple he can wipe himself. he can wipe his tears with his money <laughs> with the on hundred dollar bill. Um, that's maybe a little distasteful. I might edit that out. Nope. I don't know. No, nope. nope. um, but that's you said it though, so <laughs> it's true. I did. <laughs> but Jody Comer's amazing. Uh, but that's the way they're built in the trailer. Is okay. Comer uh, and of course I think Butler got above Hardy because Butler just recently got a nomination with um, Elvis mm-hmm. and um, Tom Hardy, who I think is being majorly downplayed in this trailer. Tom Hardy is is a ma- major asset. I feel like Tom Hardy's just playing the what he feels like is the younger version of the mob boss he played recently. That's fair. That's definitely fair. But how do you guys feel about the bike riders? Yeah, I'm okay with it. I feel like all the Sons of Anarchy fans are yeah, going to be, gonna are gonna be super yeah. pumped for this movie. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, yeah, look, I thought it was pretty rad when Tom Hardy's character walked in. He's like, "What about the bar? Like, Fucking burn it down." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, burn of course down. you would. Yep. Oh, this is seems to me like a. Lesser version of um, Wild Hogs. <laughs> I've been waiting to say that all day. I love, <laughs> I love Wild Hogs. <laughs> I love that movie. It's, Jesus. it's dumb and it's a major time waster for me, but it just it makes me laugh every time. <sighs> every time. 
Why you? Why'd you give that look? That's such a bad movie. Yeah, but it's fun. It is fun. Is it? All right, let's talk about. I think Austin Butler looks like an anime character. Like an anime character? Yeah. I think it's because he looks like his lines are too perfect. Like he's you know he's got I mean? like a real triangle face. Yeah. Yep. He is very he's he's very sh- sh- too sharp. triangular and too yeah. handsome. Yeah. That's, you know that's that's his crime. Yeah. Like if he was fucking Pegasus in a Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> what he fucking looks like. I was talking about one life with, with Anthony Hopkins, Helena Bonham Carter, and Jonathan Price. So I know this story. So I know this story. Um, and I, as soon as I saw the trailer, I remembered see, reading the actual story about it. So he helped get children out of Nazi Germany. Yep. Like, yep. a lot of children. Yep. And they gave the movie away, though, in the goddamn trailer. True, because... What, like, how'd they give it away? The very end of the trailer. The very end of you the trailer. You know what's going to happen at the end of this movie now. So, like, that's a very TV? famous TV clip. Yes. Like, legitimately, like, hundreds of millions of people have watched that clip. So... He asked the the lady in the crowd asked if anybody here was personally saved aff- saved or personally affected by what he did, and every person in that crowd will stand up, every single one yeah. of them. They're all they're all either people of that generation that he saved, or or their kids or grandkids. Yes, I just we just saw this in a movie. No, you just saw yeah. it on Reddit because it. it comes up like every fucking no, three months. We just saw this in a movie in the past year or two. We just saw this in something we watched. Maybe, but 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 like I just I don't like the fact that the trailer gives us away. It it, it is it is a it is a well known moment, but there are people that don't know the story, True. and that I feel like is going to be near the end or the end of the film, and that's going to be, be the, the beginning or that or that it's going to be an emotional hit. And it's one of those things where, like, why would you want to show that? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it will still hook and, and affect people when they watch it. But there are going to be people or, you know, portions that are dulled by it because they already know that it's coming. And I don't like that. I like these kinds of movies that are that are based in history, World War II era, all that kind of stuff. Sure. And the fact that they're, that like something like that on an emotional level can get dulled, I just don't understand why you'd want that in your film that's very serious, about a serious thing that has happened and honoring something like that. I just don't know why you'd take that away. It's fair. I, I, I get that. But I mean, I don't... Knowing it's historical, I don't really care because that is a well-known clip. So why does it matter so much? Yeah, but okay, you can say that about... Okay, you can say that about anything that's World War Two era, like Battle of World War Two stuff. You know what happens. Yeah, you know what happens. You know, you know you, Titanic uh, sinks. I mean, that okay, that, really that, very that is a very ending. different thing. That is a very specific event that happened with the Titanic that is known for sure, sinking. Sure, I, I, I understand. Imagine that, some World War Two battle is won in a certain way, and you didn't know the history of that specific battle. You know that that, that okay, who I mean, wins. I, I see your point. And then they show how they do it. It's like in the trailer. Why? Then why am I watching the film now? Well, my argument has always been: it shouldn't. If you're interested in watching a movie, but you don't, that shouldn't be the reason why you don't. Fair. Yeah, but for some people, that will be the reason why not to I mean, watch I can, it. Well, I, mean, I, can't, I, can't, I can't argue. I wasn't kidding, though. That thing comes up on Reddit like once every fucking yeah. three months. Well, it's a very powerful moment. It's it a is. moment in history. So. Also, karma farming. <laughs> True. Fair. <laughs> Fair. Um, so I, I, I'm excited for One Life, I think, more than the other two. Uh, but I, I love those. I love those, you know, it's like, like you do, those World War II stories mm-hmm. that go back. And I, I, I love them. So. Oh, yeah. Those are available to watch on our social if you haven't seen them yet. She Came to Me, The Bike Riders, and One Life. It's that time, folks. Let's get into the equalizer. The equalizer. I stopped him. I just like the three equalizer. You know what, though? I almost I couldn't 
because I, I keep wanting to say when you say saw 10, I keep saying salt on your seatbelt <laughs> because I said that for Fast 10 for so long. Well, it was it's the, like burned into it my was, brain. It was what? Fast 10 your seatbelts is now Threequalizer. Was it uh, M3gan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah M3gan. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. He has his, he loves mm. numbers and in, 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 I'm getting worse at this. Do you, we got to come up one for expendables. Uh, it's already, the four is already the eight, buddy. Yeah. I don't have to change shit. <laughs> Fair. All right, let's talk about the Equalizer three with Denzel. Let's get some particulars out of the way. Denzel and a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, Tomato Meter seventy four, and audience score ninety four. But before we move on, let's take two take two minutes and something that exploded with Rotten Tomatoes this week. Let's mm-hmm. talk about that for one for a minute or two. Okay, that's fine. Chris, light it up. You brought it up to us. Oh, I mean, I just brought I just brought it to the attention. Probably just like an hour before everything else before came, everything guys, else yeah. came. Yeah. Um. So Rotten Tomatoes got into got into a little bit of a uh, little bit of shit to put it plainly with being caught through some very good reporting by I think it was the Vulture. Mm-hmm. Um. Where they broke the story that there was a PR firm tied to Rotten Tomatoes directly paying for um, positive reviews on movies or, conversely, paying for people to not put their poor reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. So they could say, we're not telling people what to say because they're letting them say whatever they want to, just not on their website. So there was it, 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 it blew up very quickly. Um, there's very good reporting on The Vulture about it, but it seems like certain studios, larger ones especially, uh, will... will try to make sure that their movies don't fail in the Rotten Tomatoes critic scoring to make sure that you know it drives certain business uh, business endeavors for people. So Of course. Well, that, that's a big deal, though, because if people do rely on Rotten Tomatoes for a For some consensus. reason, Rotten Tomatoes has become the go-to how they rate Metacritic movies. is the much more trusted, but it's also the most the most, the much less known True. one as well. So well, I mean, the score is different, obviously, and, and we believe that Metacritic scoring makes more sense to what we're we looking, do, yes. what we're looking for on average. But Rotten Tomatoes is bigger, and so like the biggest piece of the article, if you read it, uh, the highlight of it is the fact that mo- underneath it all, most of the CEO and uh, CO levels of Fandango, which is owned, which is owned by Universal at this point, I believe. I don't know. They used to be ex Disney employees, and there's like there, there's like residual stock options for those kind of people. So within five years, they still get benefits for positive movies, things like that. So when movies like you know Captain Marvel gets extremely good reviews on critic side, but it gets destroyed by Rotten Tomato scores, that's when you know all this begins to you know you get question how the authenticity of what you're actually looking at to extrapolate from what, looking at something's score. Well, th- but that's an issue when you can it is. Mon- you you can use money to buy or sell. Oh yeah, you know certain 100%. scores, and that sucks. Yeah. but I mean, I can if I had a list of movies, I could go back and be like, "Yep, I knew that one. I knew that one. I knew that one." <laughs> but you know, it is I mean, it happens in every medium. It does, and, and 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 here and here's the unfortunate reality: is Rotten Tomatoes got caught doing it. We don't know if anyone else is doing it. The chances are high that are more than probable that other people are. Of course, but the thing is, is even if this tanks Rotten Tomatoes. A new medium will just become this this machine. Tomatoes, but this is why that you see a lot. Of, you know, this is why a lot of people will prefer to lean on you know like specific creators for movie reviews and opinions and things like that. Maybe certain podcasts, you know, and uh, things along that medium instead, because there are people that understand that mo- a lot. Some of this probably isn't accurate to what they're looking for, and they would rather have a one-on-one connection with some someone or a group of people that they 
agree with the way that they think about movies to I kind agree. of you I know agree. hear I their would, opinions. I, I do like to look at the the two big ones. I, I don't of the two big ones, and I don't mean to because they're kind of in direct competition with what we do. But Jeremy John's huge, and um, the Stuck, other guy Stuckman or Murrow? Stuckman Stuckman. Okay. Um, they have two different, very different approaches to doing it. I don't think. I think if the blend of them is the best way, I don't think either one of them has the best way to do it. But yeah, uh, I think they both have their own like shotgun approach. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would probably, I would probably trust if I had to choose one, Stuckman more of those two, Stuckman more. I'm mean, gonna trust myself more than those two anyway. But um, of those two, I'd probably trust Stuckman a little more. Honestly, but. I, I, I think. I don't think it's as binary as you're making it with like with like those creators. Like as an example, I think that Jeremy has a very everyman kind of like the everyman like view of movies. Whereas Stuckman, he's he's definitely been marred in like the like you know the movie business longer than like what yeah that's what, what I mean. he has like, been. Yeah. But then also you have people like Dan Merle who does a fantastic yep, job of yep. reporting, and he he has a very he has a very like m- like movie creation mind of, uh, like along his process. And there's tons of other ones out there. But I always love the Red Letter Media. Guys. Yeah, yeah. I'll say you those you, guys you, you champion hilarious. those guys. Those guys are brilliant. though. Yeah, exactly. They're and way funnier than I ever will be. That, <laughs> that hurts me to say. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like there, there's something out there for everybody to like get this information from but it, it's i don't think it's so much like you mentioned like you know direct competition i don't think it's that i think i think multiple people can can exist in the same space because there's a reason why you know you know those three people that we just rattled off or four even because again it's like kind of like like-minded opinions and you know you'll seek out multiple versions of of the same thing I think that's true with you know with pretty much a, a, a lot kind of people. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I would like to say, and we can move on past this, is like I can be bought and sold. True. Like <laughs> if you would like to pay Same. me for reviews, I will help you yeah. out. Fandango. I'm sorry. Uh, anyone that has interest in positive scores, please reach out to us. Or negative. I don't. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you want to smear somebody else's movie? Fucking. <laughs> I'm your guy. Roll them in. <laughs> and what is your what is your uh, what's your what's your what's your cost? That's none of your fucking business. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Oh, I, mean, I mean, can someone buy you for a baconator? Are we talking like ten thousand dollars? I'd be. It depends I'd be okay. on the scenario. I mean, so Rotten Tomatoes was reportedly paying. Well, not Rotten Tomatoes, the PR firm, uh, Bunker Fifteen, I think they were called. Fifty bucks a review, basically, is what is like the average they were paying. So I'm my brother on there sounds good to me. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> I mean, right, if so a bunch of Baconators just start showing up here, we'll see if this <laughs> showing up here. <laughs> <laughs> They're just Bacon sitting here, and you're like, did you get this crazy? I'm like, no, I didn't. Where the fuck did these come we from? We really need a Wendy sponsorship. That's right. <laughs> All right, How let's long talk have about... those been here? <laughs> let's talk about the Equalizer 3, Denzel Washington, Dakota Fanning, Gia Scudelero, David Denman, Several other people I don't want to mispronounce Bunch their names. Bunch of Italian folk. Uh, yeah, by director Antoine Fuqua, uh, written by Richard Wenk. Did he direct all three? He I did. think he did. He Fu- did. Fuqua, but Roger, what's uh, the 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 threequalizer all about? <laughs> sure. What's the threequalizer about? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's the equalizer, but in Italy. I mean, that's fiend. Fiend. Fair. You're really good at being like vague. Yeah, like, but like to the point. Fair. This is just the third chapter, the last chapter. I, I, I hope. Oh, I don't think so. For Robert McCall, you don't think? No, I don't. I well, think this it is. one. It's no, weird. I think I think it's not, and the reason why? Spoiler: It's because he's not dead. Because I, I don't th- about that. Too. I don't think Equalizer ends without him being equalized. No, no, I think he ends. I think he ends retired and happy in Italy. That's I. If he wasn't as I would old as so. he was, I would have. I would say. He could do one. He's just. I don't think Denzel wants to do another one of these. 
These are pretty. I think Denzel's fifty years old and he doesn't want to look like Liam Neeson out here trying to trying to have eighteen cuts of climbing a fence. I don't think he wants that. I think he knows where he's at. He's a very smart man. He is. He knows what he. Yes. Yeah, or he has very smart people working for him. I, I don't know how the. Also, Denzel was sixty-eight. Yeah, I, I he said he was almost seventy. I think you said fifty. You said fifty. Oh, yeah. I meant seventy. I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah, I was yeah, like, no, I meant, not that bad. No, I meant almost seventy. It's like a norm in this this um, yeah industry. So let's talk about it for one second. This is the equalizer. However, I was surprised how heavily this pulled from the f- second one and not the first one. Yeah, because the first one's one that get, that gets all of the critical acclaim and praise. The second one, none of it. And a lot of the story threads. I like come the Lyft the driver reference. Oh, I think that's brilliant to, to do the Uber driver thing. Mm-hmm. Also, the when you get the link of who Dakota Fanning is, yeah. who she's like, brilliant. <laughs> Excuse me. You're gonna endure my coughs there, audience. I'm sorry, I'm sick, but I, I thought that was really interesting how they did that. Now, let's talk about Robert McCall for one second. Let's just talk about it for how does he rate? to other guys of this kind of name, and I'm, all of them, you know, the, the Jason Bournes, the James Bonds, how does he relate in any of them, in the echelon? Symphony of Violence. That's how I could call all of those guys. When they, when they, when they want to do... No, some are more blunt force trauma. He is as orchestrated, <laughs> planned out, as quick and dirty as it can be. So I was thinking about this uh, the other day when I was watching the film. Um, it, I don't even think he's that. He's more... He's like Michael Myers. <laughs> you <laughs> like, think? Think about it. He's he, he, he like this is basically a slash like a slasher flick, right? Sure, there's a lot of brutality. You here. know, like, like, it's 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 very slow burn, and then all of a sudden people start dying, but like they start dying in like in like almost a horror esque way. You don't. Yeah, but unlike Michael Myers, he's only killing bad people. Well, true. So 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 we're <laughs> we're rooting for this Michael Myers. Is yeah, what it comes sure. down to. But that's fine. But it, it's kind of the the the, the good Who's guy version really of it. Who's really the bad guy here? <laughs> Well, like um, think about them, it. Not you know, me. like 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 you. We find multiple dead bodies without seeing the deaths, and they're all in very horrific, ultra violent ways. Who when he sticks the gun in that dude's eye? <laughs> yeah, and then shoots someone else with that said yep. gun with precision. Yeah, wow. But like it's it's like it's almost like it, it almost feels that way when you're watching this film because especially with like a lot of the imagery you get, you get him stalking in the shadows. Finding people when they're not ready. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't force his way through like you know this hive of enemies. That's not what happens here. He's you know besides the pe- the guys he kills at the van outside the restaurant when the movie like really takes off. Well, we can we can we can assume that the opening farmhouse happens the same way that the last chapter in this the the act three happens. In this one how he goes to that house. Yeah, he just like you said it. It's a symphony. But when you say symphony, it's like I, I want to say the highest form of operatic and and elegance and grace he's got their number he they, just they, he isolates yeah. them one at a time and just annihilates he, them they never had his number he always like, that's yeah. what I, I think that's what they were they were behind from the start yeah, yeah. always 10 steps behind which is exactly how I, I like it how we start with the farmhouse but then with the with him going through their house in the end that's how the farmhouse went they never they never knew they never even knew he was there a lot of the guys did yeah, yeah. it's it's beautiful in that way but it, more of Robert McCall, as, as in like, I guess my question is, he's there's no moral gray here. He is 100%. I mean, he's doing bad things, but he's doing it for the greater good of the he's community. He's getting rid of bad people. Yeah. yeah so fun. that's, yeah. so he's not, we're not, con- my question is, do we condemn him for for murder or would you say he's getting rid of people who would do worse things to other people? I mean, I mean, the, the opinion of us three dudes on that subject is no, you know, most likely 
no, he's you know he's killing bad dudes and that's fine. But there are people out there that believe that you know they're the killing is never the answer. Blah blah blah. So it depends on who you are. I think for the they're movie, probably not fans of this. movie. They're probably not going to watch this movie though. Yeah, I was going to say. So like, I mean, this film and the way that you know this character is, is portrayed for me, who's never seen the other two, I I understood right away what we were dealing with. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't sure if this was going to be a Jason Bourne thing or you know like what insert other agent movie here, James Bond thing. No, this was something a little different. This was this was you know this was someone highly trained. Very, you know, he was very good with his words. He's very confident. He knew exactly what needed to be done to get the job done. It wasn't like this. He's so violent and he pushes his way through. He, like, like, like you guys said, he had their number the second he showed up, and that was a different kind of methodical. This isn't Jason Bourne. This is somebody different. You know, he's not being pressed. There's no challenge here for him. He's doing what he's been trained to do and what he knows how he's to do. He's doing what he wants to do. Exactly. Too. Yeah, he's doing it for his reasons. So, well, I think it's the stick approach. here is. And not in the other two. You knew that he was just he was just existing in the first two Equalizer films, and he just happened to cross the people he did to help. And this one, he's not what happened here, though. What, what's that? That's what happened. Well, here. no. Well, here he like he wants to be here. Well, and let, let's let's start at the beginning here. After he clears the house, you know, he ends up passed out, and somebody helps him. Yeah. By taking him to the doctor and getting officer, him. Correct. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he felt like he had an obligation. You know, once he saw what was going on to help these people. Yeah. So. Well, but he also liked it, and that's yeah, what he wants no, to be. Listen, is, it's this fucking gorgeous place. He all, he who all, who he, didn't like that place? He basically yeah. begged these people to not make him do this. Yeah. He gave them every chance. He's like, look, just leave. Yeah. Just fucking Find leave. a different town. This isn't this isn't your score anymore. Please go. And they were like, no. And, he and then they are like, like, well, you gotta die. And he was like, okay. And then he kills everyone. So it's yeah, fine. All, all of them. <laughs> yeah. All of them. <laughs> All of them in a very short time frame. Yeah. Which it's kind of a. I don't think it's possible to do what he does so stealthily. Oh, no, it and so it certainly is. And so absolutely, really. Yeah. For you to think that there are people in this world that can't do exactly well, what no, he's no, doing, I, I have every confidence there are. It's just that, like he leaves nobody behind. What do you think bad guys do? I mean, I I don't know. I'm just saying, like. I guess my thing is, wouldn't you miss an enemy sentry in a storeroom or something? Like, that's just... I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Does it matter? Well, no, but that no. enemy's going to come after you eventually. I mean, that kid, no. shot, that kid shot up in the back, you know what I mean? It's true. You yeah, know. It's very true. <laughs> like, it happens. Yeah. He's, not, he's not invincible. They show you that right away. He's also, you know, old. Old. <laughs> yeah, so, you know... Yeah, that's not even a joke. He's, like, legit just yeah. getting old. Yep. And... He's ready to retire. He means that. <laughs> well, he, he's been done since the first. Fi- he's he was trying to retire in the first. Yeah, one yeah, too. yeah. That's the whole thing. See, yes, yeah, I, I haven't seen that. So you should though. I mean, the no, first yeah, no. one is by So far I want to see the first one. I'm not going to watch the second one though. According to everybody, well, all the story so. starts come from the second one though. That's I don't care. The problem. I knew. I I now know from watching the third one everything oh, that's important because you've seen the end result. Yeah, of course, of course. I I know. I know what you know that that Dakota Fanning's character is, is linked to that to the other woman we see in the flashbacks. Blah 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 blah. I get it. I don't need to see the second one. I'm good. I'll watch Fair. the good oh, one. No, there is a funny thing where he beats the shit out of a bunch of guys that roughed up a woman to start it off. You maybe, might enjoy. Maybe watch that scene. Yeah. Okay. It's right off the rip. Oh, so. cool. Perfect. Right off the rip. <laughs> Yes, indeed. But the important part is Robert McCall is not any different than he was in the he, the, the character um, similar. What do you what do you call that to keep it similar? Um, like the uniform character Robert McCall is the same all the way through, gotcha. which is important. I think that yeah. two C's, two L's. That's the you know. But <clears throat> so that's 
Robin, Robin, Robert McCall, I, th- I think, is a very aside from what we're seeing on screen. I think he's a very human character, like mm-hmm. like like Jason Bourne. He's very he's a very human guy. He's not James Bond, which is not human. But I think I think it's important in the Equalizer to kind of bring it back down to earth. Is you know he seems real and fallible, which we know by he takes damage. Yeah, quite a bit of it too. So that's one thing I always like to ask right off the bat of these. There's tons of these that come out. So, and Antoine Fuqua has kind of a a history with Denzel. Of course, he won Academy Awards with um, Training Day. Training Day with mm-hmm. Denzel. Nikon. Small film. Probably uh, never heard never of it. Never heard of it, honestly. Yeah, okay. Fucking great. love Training Day. So good. God. New guy came in spraying. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Hoyt. Officer Hoyt. Yes, that's a that's one I listen to all the time. It's very easy. Regardless of the content of the movie, it's very easy, easily listened to. Um, but so, Chris, it's interesting. What did you expect going into Equalizer 3? Uh, instead of saying what I what I expected, let's talk about what wasn't there that I thought. I thought this would have a little more action to it, not be quite slow of a burn. How I, I thought that too, though. So okay, okay. So, how, so I think that I was surprised with how long it took to get from point B to point C. Uh, you get from point A to point B very quickly, and then the movie definitely slows down. I thought there would be more there. Uh, I expected, you know, ultra violence at times. I expected a very capable, you know, like operative to to do these things. For some reason, I expected Denzel to do Denzel things, and he does in this. You know, he's got that he's he's got that million dollar smile that he flashes and stuff. That is, it. I don't know, like oddly charming. It is, and no one does it like him. And I love the way that Denzel handles dialogue. Something about oh, something yeah. something about the way that Denzel Washington talks is it like it pulls me right in, and I li- and I'm always listening when he's speaking in any movie he's been in. I think I've always, it's always been that way. I don't know why. Um, I just I think he's very good at the art of connecting with people through you know, through his voice. So I, I expected those things, and I got those things. So I was very entertained by this well, it's, film. It's especially, and it's the conversation he has with uh, Dakota Fanning, pe- person of interest versus interesting person. Yeah. Two that I'm like, as soon as I saw them, I'm like, God, I, 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 I wish I could write something like that one day, half as brilliant as that. But like, he has a way with die. He always, from his earliest days, has had a way with dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Even going back to Glory, you know, and first further back than that, but Glory made him, but or it started him. But it's even in that he just he was so powerful in his line delivery. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I my mean, God. It's fucking Denzel, man. Yep. But this this movie also, as a little side note, goes back to um, what's the movie with him and Dakota as a girl? Um, man, man on, on fire. fire. Very good. Another phenomenal. He's got a couple movie. good one liners in that too. Oh my God. What is it where he's like he he's like everyone you know. Everyone that's ever, everyone you've ever interacted anyone with. Anyone looks at her. Anyone yeah. that profit yep. from her. Anyone looks at her. I'm gonna kill him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's the way he has when he's talking to when he's when he's in that guy's apartment when he's setting up the the kill box mm-hmm. with the with the roads that all intersect in that one intersection, and the guy lets him in, and he's setting up the rocket launcher and everything, and the and the the Spanish guy's like, son, this is not, this is, God, sets God sorts these people out, and he says, no, I'm. I'm gonna arrange the meeting. God can do with them what He wants. Like someone, oh, so someone said, said it more eloquently than I did. But someone said I can't remember where I saw this at because I think I read it somewhere, probably on Reddit actually. Is um, uh, the Equalizer prequel is um, what, what was the movie where, with him and Ryan Reynolds in it? Safe House. Safe House. Safe House yeah. is just the Equalizer prequel or something like that. I thought that's another kind of funny. great movie that yeah. I love. <laughs> His character in that is so good too. It's yeah. just one of that, those guys. That's that, an underrated Denzel film, I think. I I think 
it's incredibly underrated. Yeah. It's it's a it's a crime that more people haven't looked at that one. Yep. It really I wish is. you had more time. That's from Man on Fire too. <laughs> last wish. <laughs> I wish you had more time. Yeah, and then ah, one last, and then the conversation that he has with um, you know that role was actually meant for Mel Gibson. It was written for Mel Gibson, Man on Fire. Was it? Denzel was number four on the. On the calling card, on, on on the on like the people they wanted to yeah, do. Yeah. Denzel was number four, and written in the original script, like the whole thing, um, that character has like a relationship with the wife, mm-hmm. Rodda Mitchell's character, and they had a, they have a whole thing. Has the, he really, the original cuts like four and a half hours long? Yeah, before Man on Fire, has has he really been in any action films though? Were there many? Yeah, I assume there had to have been. I'm my memory is terrible when I'm sick. Oh, I mean, it, it's okay. I just like like before Man on Fire. I can't. I mean, I, I know he's been in things. I just I didn't think it was like a high action movie. I always I loved Hunt for Red October. Mm-hmm. Tim and Connery. What an excellent movie. Yep. I also like. I don't know. Like you, we can name good Denzel movies for. Uh, and here's the thing. Okay, here's Let's a good point. Let's just do that for a while. It's fine. Yeah. Well, 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 here's a good. I think here's something that's linked to that. I think that's possible because whether it's a bad film, I don't think Denzel's ever bad. No, never. I don't think there's. I don't think I've ever seen a film. He's where, never been bad. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I don't think I've ever seen a movie, and I thought, man, Denzel really phoned it in, or Denzel, Denzel really didn't lock in on that one. It's like no one's ever walked out of a theater like, well, that guy Denzel, he's gone in a year. It, yeah, terrible. right. Yeah, yeah, man, that was his last good movie, I guess. <laughs> like well, he had a TV movie in 1970. I didn't even want to back that far. 1977. 1977 was his first TV movie credit. Age 18. All right. Good he's Lord, been doing. He, he's been doing it for what? 42 years. Well, then? glory. Glory for for reference is eighty nine, so that's okay. twelve years later. Is glo- eleven years later is Glory, but he also he had Malcolm X, which I think a lot of people would consider to be a pretty intense role. Yep. Um, the Pelican Brief, Philadelphia. You're right. I don't. Not many action. Yeah. Which is weird because you want to get your action done early because when you're at the when best you're younger, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Courage Under Fire, another big movie that people underestimate. Too, it's a massive movie. That's Meg Ryan too. Yeah, it's a tank movie. Uh, Crimson Tide was big for a lot of people. Devil in a Blue Dress, Fallen. Oh, he got game was a big deal too. Sure. The Siege. That's another. The Siege is another. Um, Jesus Shuttlesworth. The, who made Who made the Siege? One of my favorite directors, uh, Aswick, mm. made Siege. But that was after he did something else with Zwick also. Yeah. Another one I always loved from him was uh, John Q. Oh, yeah, John oh, Q's yeah. so good. I listen well, to that all the time. He's fucking holding up the hospital. Yep, Dude. John Q's very good. That is a very good film, period. My son is going to bury me. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Um, just a real quick. The Hurricane. Remember the Titans. Legendary the Training Titans, Day. Yeah. John Q. Antoine Fisher. Out of Time. Men on Fire. Men on Fire was probably his first action. That's what I thought. Yeah, you're right. Good, good call. I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but you're, you're, you're right. Um, the Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 was different for him. The Great Debaters, he was his directorial debut. Book of Eli. Yeah, so now since going, now we start to get into the... Yeah. yeah. And I love Unstoppable. I love Safe House. I love Flight. Although Flight's a very different beast. Flight's a crazy movie. He flies that plane upside down. fucking doing yeah. cocaine and yep. flying a 747. <laughs> yeah, but he had to to, to keep so him didn't crash. Alive. Yep. Yeah. Two Guns, to me, was... That is his one. Not like, good. I give that one. Again, that's his one. Pass. Again, the film isn't good, but he's fine. In oh, it. sure, sure, yeah. Sure. Uh, then the Equalizer was twenty fourteen, and Mag Seven, Magnificent Seven remake. God, what a bad decision that was. Fences. I had the esteemed honor of working on that and watching some of those scenes play out. Just amazing. Yeah, he's. Um, oh, he's also. We didn't watch it, but the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah, the black what and white Cohen film, a Cohen brothers film that we should have. Um, I'm, sh- I'm, I'm gonna go back and check. You My parents have. loved it. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna go back. That's Apple. 
too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so getting getting back to the discussion on Denzel, yeah, that, you're right though about the action. That, I never even considered that because a lot of guys want to get that done as soon as possible. Not again. It, it just I'm always impressed by I'm always uh, impressed with the wrong, captivated by his di- like his his dialogue delivery. I think it's something very special. Well, so, so the villains in this one are. You'd call them the mafia here. Nameless mafia men. Nameless yes. mafia that are just drug running in yeah. this this place in Italy that he just happens to be a thorn in their paw and he gets involved. But he's more interested in saving he's more interested in safeguarding people. Yeah. Yeah, he likes the He town. tries very hard to not get involved. He tries to let it all just be and eventually he just he he just decides this is no longer gonna be a thing. So and that that's when the movie really does take off. It do, this movie does take a long time to get there, though. But the movie's not very long either. Well, which see, is, I argue plays into that it. there's a reason for that. I think that this is the third one, and if they're gonna if if, if this is his last one, then the idea could have been it's gonna take longer to get to the action, but because he's trying to avoid it. Yeah. And it's not that kind of movie. It's Robert McCall's kind of send off, yeah. which I get. But I'm not gonna say that we shouldn't add more action because. I'm always going to advocate for more action Denzel movies, but especially ones like The Equalizer. However, I'm okay with it not getting there quickly. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think you were. No, 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 no. It was fine. I was just surprised. Yeah, yeah. We, we, it takes a while to get there, but I think when we do get there, though, the amount of action we get is fine, mm-hmm. um, and it works real well. I mean, here's the thing, though. The story, it's funny because, like, I don't, I'm going to sound like I'm knocking this movie, but I'm not, right? Because the story here is kind of soft. Like, it really, truly, like, this isn't groundbreaking cinema here, right? But we really do get to see, you know, he goes through, he's just coming off of, like, cleaning out this fucking house full of random Sicilians and full of drugs and stuff, gets shot, ends up driving as far as he can, passed out and picked up, brought to a doctor, right? Yeah. He's there for a couple of weeks, rehab, probably settling down. Like, we've seen this story before, yeah. you know? Like, he falls in love with the place that he's at. And these bad guys are here, and he's like, well, shit, I love this place now, and I've got a clean house. I'm yeah. going to give him a chance. And it's what happens. And I honestly don't think... Like, I one scene that I fucking loved in this movie, and I mean loved, is when he kills the little... He kills the four people, kills the little brother, and Big Brother comes, and, like, in the middle of the town square, yep. calls him out, and everybody's there, right? Yeah. And he's like, I'm here. He's like... You can take me, but don't do it right here. Everybody's got their phones out. And I'm just like, wow, he power played these yep. people. Like, it seems like he's ready to just give it all. He's so far ahead yeah. that there's no way they can do it all here. Mm-hmm. And that's just what leads to the crux of the movie or whatever. But yep. I was just like, well, that's a really awesome scene. Yeah. Where the whole crowd is just like rallied around him. Well, yeah, yeah. And I mean, this place stresses community. And I'd almost be willing to say, like, you know, like the area that we're in now. Kind of, it, it, it's it's a very it's a very like larger version of what this is. Where like it's it, like we live in a small town area. A lot of people know a lot of other people that, that are around. It's very community. It, it it has its ties in community that w- that was once driven that way. This place feels like that. Where like all these people know each other. They all go to the same church oh. at the top of this terrible hill. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like so, like they all know each other. They they they're all involved in each other's lives every single day. And. The fact that he comes out that way and, and surrendered himself, I don't think he. I, I think he was ready with to to surrender and then do exactly what he did anyway. I just think that they made it easier on him by not yep. like, taking him then because 
his confidence shows right at the beginning that you know he doesn't. It doesn't matter what situation he's put in. He know he he's confident he's going to get out of it. When at the very beginning, he's that guy has that gun to his head and he says, you know, your guys, you know, he's already fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Your guy, your guy, your trigger man's too close, and that means that means your other guy's dead, and he doesn't even know it yet. Like he has huh? that confidence. <laughs> the little guys look. He's like, what? Yeah, and like like, like he has that confidence where if they would have put him in the van, tied him up, he knows he's gonna he's going to be able to just turn that around to his advantage anyway. Yep. So. Well, I don't think he ever. I mean, he never intended to. He lay just lay down and die. No, 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 no. no absolutely it's like not. that's that's you no. know that's the important part. There is he had a plan the whole time. Do you yeah. think getting hit by a van and smashing a wall at like forty miles an hour is good for you? <laughs> I can. I would assume. I don't be the asshole assumes, but I would assume not, Roger. Hmm. I would guys, assume it does some pretty terrible damage. You guys remember um, Scary Movie Two, yeah. where they spoof. Um, the alien movie with Mel signs, signs, yeah. and, and, and there three, and he keeps pull, has the hot dog and yeah. he's like pulling it apart. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking about yeah. when that dude was smashed <laughs> against that post. <laughs> and you keep hearing the, the mariachi band in the background. That's a funny movie, but yeah, no, I well, that see, that's great too, because that that scene. All the all of the, the incredible violence, except for the beginning, follows that scenes of him giving them chances. He gives them like you yeah. can walk one path and you you will live. The other path, I'm gonna kill you. Yep. And he gives them chance every time, and I thought it was interesting too. Yeah. Well, he's basically he he's he's almost he's practically just saying, guys, please just go someplace. Don't else. make me fucking I, kill I, like, you. I, my back, I had a back thing. I just recovered. I do not want to risk pulling this. I just want to eat my meal in this Get restaurant. Out, out. <laughs> and then, nope. That's not Dude, how it goes. I definitely want to go to the Italian seaside and drink Dude, coffee. You wouldn't and want to get there every like year. seriously. I was watching. I was like, God damn, it looks so awesome yep. to be there. It does. And you know what? Absolutely. You know what? Oddly, what I thought looked really awesome in this movie. What? Remember when the bad guys go back the night before that? That same night he goes and kills them all when they're yeah. making spaghetti. Yeah. And I was like, that spaghetti looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's real spaghetti. For it real did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I was like, "Damn, that looks like good ass spaghetti." Yep. <laughs> you wanted the spaghetti for like yeah. days. Man. That's that's hilarious. Who doesn't um, love some really good spaghetti? I mean, like some homemade stuff like that, yeah. some authentic. Yeah, that'd probably be good. So let's talk about the scene in the cafe or in the in the restaurant. The this is a three, a level four. You shit yourself. Let's talk about that scene for one second. Yeah, it's effective. So at that point in the story, he has very notably been thorn in their paw for a while they know he's an asshole they deliberately target him they're trying to get him out of there but they can't kill him in a crowded place and the cops already been involved the cops family's already been threatened multiple Again, times it's a weird like threat to kill his daughter in front of him yep so there's we have we have bad stuff levels. happens to people to do that by yeah. the way so like well the mafia doesn't fuck around well, I mean, so, they found out though. They <laughs> once you once you hit a certain level of, of fucking around, there's a certain level of finding out. <laughs> they hit the they hit the tens it's about true. the same time a van hit somebody. <laughs> so let's talk about that for one second. So he is very peacefully eating in a again. McCall is never. There's always a back to his back. That's uh, what yeah. I, he always has always the wall to his back. Of course, so you can yeah. see everything around you. Yeah, Nobody gets up behind you. Nope. So like, you you're gonna say something before I jump jump into it? No. no. Okay, I thought. Okay, I thought you. Well, you don't sit in the corner of a restaurant when you can. I mean, <laughs> good luck I'm getting just saying, murdered. When he, when he, good luck getting, good luck getting murdered. I like this scene because they come in with obvious intentions of doing what, like they're just going to shoot him and not worry because they obviously don't worry about the police at all. No, like they don't. No, have they don't any care. fear of them at all. 
So Denzel gets the better of them, and he's got this pressure point in the guy's hand. He says, this is a three. If you go to level four, you will shit yourself. No, he starts, he's like, this is a two, and he's, like, okay. screaming. And he moves up a little bit. He's like, this is a three. If I go to four, you will shit yourself. <laughs> and I love that because he, com- he completely changes the tide on what they're doing. And the cop and his family are in there, too. Clearly would have been threatened had he, had he not been there also. Mm-hmm. So what I love about this is that scene in me. And Denzel's never, he's never worried. No. McCall is never worried about the retaliation or if he did the right thing. He'd, like... I'm fine. I don't even think he broke a sweat. No, that's the thing. He didn't break a sweat. No, he wanted to fold his napkin. He was fine. Just got to do his thing and go back to his eating. And it's a scene right afterwards that I also, like, yes, that's now that's some equalizer stuff. That's some three equalizer stuff right there, baby, is when he, when he kills those four guys in the with the van, that's awesome. No, he doesn't kill all four of them with the van. He kills... One of them with the van. Well, they're one at of them the van. in the van. One of them with the van. Two of them beside the van. van. <laughs> but one of them is the little brother of yeah. someone very important, which, which takes whatever. us to the end. But I like that. I like those scenes in particular because even though we're shown that Robert McCall is human, he's also capable of <laughs> dealing great incredible damage. violence, incredible degrees of pain and violence, which again is important in something like this when you're protecting like you just a don't bunch forget things like that. You just keep that burning your brain. And I like, ask if you know how to make somebody shit themselves with their hand, you you don't never give that up. That's true, you, know? you don't. You should teach other people that, though. I want to ask you if this could be an allegory for he's already dead and in heaven. Nope. No. And he's protecting. Okay, well, I've, I've seen that. Oh, you think he's protecting heaven from, like, demons? <laughs> no, but the, the way he's they He's, like, up there whipping the devil's ass? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, not what I mean at all. I mean, the oh. way they present that, like, seaside hamlet is, like, perfect. It's... Yeah, because they're on location. They're like, dude, this place fucking rules. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the Denzel... So I, I did want to make a comment about that, right? So this movie costs about $20, or $20 million more than the previous. $12 million was, was was location no, cost. I almost guarantee you they're like, this place is so fucking awesome. We, we want it. Yeah. Like, that's going to cost you $20 million. I don't care. Fuck it. <laughs> this place rules. Well, I'm sure when Antoine was like, Denzel, I got one more, one more of the tank. He's like, I want to go to Italy. Make it in Italy. I always like, dude, let me show you some pictures of this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denzel, like, do I get to stay there? Like, yeah. We'll, we'll get you your own villa <laughs> and your own helicopter to come wherever you like. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has two drivers that always on standby for him. But, yes, that's so that's the thing is I could see that. I could see the argument for that, especially in the end where he just kind of is enveloped into the crowd and then the movie just ends. I could see that, but when would he have died? He didn't. He didn't. Well, th- well that's what I'm asking is, I've heard, th- I've seen the argument. No. So I wanted to ask no. you. He ain't that. dead. He didn't. People well, are stupid. This is a fitting last chapter, I think, I hope, for Robert McCall. Now, one of you guys said it can't end because he's not dead. You said I it. said that. Now, why do you think that? Because he's not dead. Well, why do you think he has to die for, the, for it to be over? Because I feel like that's the way a guy like Robert McCall would go out. Well, that's the same with any soldier of fortune. Especially because I brought in Dakota Fanning. Which we haven't even talked about at all. But so I think that he is helping her so she can continue to help other people. Maybe. Like I think and I'll try to be like some weird setup so like she will become an equalizer or whatever. Yeah. You know, like Oh, I could see that. Absolutely. But you know what I mean? I could see with them working together and something happening to him and she kinda like follows through with that mantle. Like they definitely set that storyline up here. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's helping her 
because of guilt he feels from the second film. Sure, and, that, and that's fine. Because who her parents are. And the only reason he was there is because of her to begin with. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and the, and the Uber drive, or in the, the Uber from the second film, too, is to get that guy's pension fund back. So, but he's kind of like this guy who's just, he has several different pieces on the chessboard moving at all times, and he knows where they're all moving. So that kind of is one of those, like, the Joker pulling out into a, to a bus line of other buses per, with per precision. That's a bit much, I think. To it's have called all planning. These, what's that? It's called planning. Well, fine, but I don't think you can plan that. But what Rob, the, the planning Robert McCall has is, is a bit too perfect, yeah. I think. But he is doing it to help her character because of who her parents were. And that's the, I think that's the important part here is he wouldn't be there without Fanning's character, which we should not talk about because they have a history anyway for Man on Fire, and in, in the same role, pretty much. They're doing the same roles that they are. Just she's a little bit older, but... So is he. Well, right, but he's still doing the, he's doing the same thing that he did. Doing the murdering. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. <A> little pew, pew. <laughs> That's what I thought was also interesting is they didn't, without making direct references, they referenced it several times in like weird, subtle dialogue, which I thought was interesting too. Man. I don't know if you caught that, Chris. Because I like to make jokes. Man on fire yeah. Yeah. Own, so. jokes. Yeah. You don't like jokes? You don't like jokes? You don't like jokes. Got a problem with jokes? You like funny? Like, ha ha? Am I fucking clown to you? What's going on? Skarsgård? <laughs> Always come back to it, aren't we? Always come back <laughs> Should. to it. So... I think Dakota Fanning is fine in this. I don't think the character does too much. I think she almost feels like an afterthought, and I don't know what exactly the necessity was besides to tie the bow for the, from the second one, which is fine. But, I mean, I think her character is fine. I think it's cool that they got to work together again. I didn't know that was Dakota Fanning until after I looked, looked at who was in the film afterwards because she looked familiar. Well, I couldn't place I why. talked about it the first time we saw a trailer. I was psyched about it. I probably it, ignored so. you completely in that moment. Thanks. But it's just one of those Thanks. things yes. where, I mean... It was cool that she was in it. I think her story was okay. I think their dialogue was the best dialogue in the movie, but that's the only time that Robert McCullough's character is actually like having like witty banter, so maybe that's why. It's because like it gives him a chance to flex that muscle. Sure. I don't know. To but, be an interesting person. Yeah, exactly. But like other than that, it's fine. She's good. She, it's, it's a vessel for some information and, and some, some plots to be finished out. Cool. Sure. But that's not what I'm here for. I, mean, I just think they, since they opened that door for you know that story to continue a little bit, mm-hmm. like I, I would be surprised. No, look, if there's never another Equalizer movie, like, it's totally fine. Like I, I'm not saying, it's, oh my god, we can close this fucking chapter here. Of course yeah, we yeah. can. But like, I don't feel like they went through the trouble to do that to just let it be the end. Like I, a couple years from now, be the last one, tie everything up in a bow, and that's it. You think maybe there's a Rocky training montage with? No. Dakota Fanny's character no, learning, how, learning how to how to become the next Robert McCullough from from Robert McCullough, McCall, whatever his name two is. Two C's, two L's. Two C's, two L's. Got it. But no, she she already works for the CIA, bro. She's at least Just got some. some of that knowledge already. Right. She is, as we've seen, pretty fragile though. She almost got blown up. Yeah, dog. No, hold on. Do you think that that's her fault? That she in any way she didn't like have, she could be blamed. For, she didn't have her back to that building. She did. <laughs> Right at it. That's true. That was an incredible explosion. It by was. The way. That it was, was a lot. Wow. <laughs> I, I like how they showed it too. It was like slow mo, and everyone just like, yeah. It's really yeah. cool how they showed that too. I thought. Ooh, we could talk about this. What do you think about the guy getting his hand chopped off and being and it, 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 it being immediately given back to him in an ice bucket? In an ice bucket. Yes. Yeah. It was nice. It's very considerate of them. Right. He's like, he's like if mean, you hurry, like, you can probably get a read at that. That's, yeah. some that's what uh, you don't go to somebody's you know funeral and do shit like make that. demands. Blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah. No, it's. 
basically call him a punk bitch. Yeah. <laughs> with, with no backup, with yeah. no one else in the room. By yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you Just dumb bastard. Known mob boss. <laughs> Read the room, man. Read the room. Be like, respectful as you just can. Just walk away, champ. Hey, I know your boy just died, but rent's due. Yeah. <laughs> not trying to be an asshole here, but we got to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, if, of course, but that's... I thought that was pretty gnarly, though. Yeah, it was... like, All right. Well, it's, also, yeah. it, takes, it doesn't seem like it takes a lot of effort to like remove a hand. Well, like, so here's the thing. What the, what the proper Here's tools? the thing. Of course not. No, so you say proper tools, but they didn't use that machete like a machete is supposed to be used. They used that thing like a saw. Yeah. You know how hard it is to slice a, a non-serrated edge through solid bone? They were there longer than the 13-second cut that that made it seem like. Sure. They were there for 40 minutes. You're speaking from... Uh, from um, experience, if you had a plastic knife, I live in the Ohio Valley. <laughs> what what does that mean? <laughs> it means I've been deer hunting. So I've Hooves. removed hands, <laughs> hooves and hands, hooves and hands, hooves, hooves for hands. What? No, it, but it, it's just like that. That scene was like I was like, oh god, and like I thought, like I thought they were like gonna slice the tendon. With the way they were slicing, sure, I thought and, that, and then if you get back to the hospital, you might be able to wiggle those fingers again. No, his whole hands just stump. He's just stumpy boy now. I love how they're just sort of walking him out with like his. his yeah, there's like, yeah, come on, man. His, his party favors is a bucket. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, right through the kitchen. The kitchen guys look at him like, what the fuck? Right, right out the front door into the car. Yeah, they, they're walking to the kitchen. The guys, like, give me the fucking bucket. He needs his hand. Give me the. He's, well, he's just he's just huddling that little. It just it was funny the way it happened. Yeah, but it wasn't meant to. I don't be think it's funny, funny for him. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, for us it was pretty funny. But so let's so we get back to that. Is I I I did also want to talk about his banter with the people existing in this place. The woman who serves him at the cafe, the doctor. Again, I think it's all very appropriate Robert McCall banter that he has with these people. He's Maybe. an interesting person. Yeah. He just seems very happy to be there. He seems like he wants to... I mean, like, did you fucking see that place? Of yeah. course he's happy to be there. It, it looks amazing. It yeah. does. And he has his own training steps where he can walk mm-hmm. up that old... God, that suck. That old fort. Gotta go to church, buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but man, if you could do that regularly, you'd be fit as hell. Good cardio. That's for sure. Great cardio. So what else, anything else you guys want to talk about before we talk about the last... the last uh, chapter in, in this? Mm. No. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about the let's talk about Act Three then. The scene you've already referenced, Robert McCall is. They've come for him. They've out they've out, outnumbered out, outgunned him, and they've uh, involved some of the townspeople. And he says, "If you don't come out now, if you don't show me this guy, I'm going to kill all of you." And so he surrenders himself and says, "We'll finish this at a later date." And then within like two hours, he's taken the fight to them. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I think he set this up, like I said, from the, the, the thing in in the square, right? And he knows he's going to get back to him. He already knows where they're from, you know, where, they're, where they're at. And, like, I, as far as I know, he didn't do any recon. <laughs> so, sure. But, I mean, he does equalizer things, right? He sneaks in, picks them off one at a time. Like, I don't, I'm here for it, man. Mm-hmm. He stabs somebody through the neck with a poker. <laughs> with a fireplace, with, with a poker. <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Really well, I mean, he cool also too. decapitated a man with the piano wire. You know, the he did. He did. I gotta give him that. That piano wire's no joke. And we all remember Ghost Ship, don't we? Oh, I mean, God. look, I've played enough Hitman that I don't. <laughs> True. 
Yeah, of course. So that's I, I, I like that sequence because it's not meant to you're not meant to fear for Robin McCall in that sequence. You're you're meant to get to get set satisfying kills in that sequence. Like you're not worrying if he's gonna make it out alive. Oh no, yeah, no. He, 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 of course he is. So I think so. I think this is the last thing that I'll be, I'll have to go over for this is that I believe there is a flaw in this film, at least from someone who watched this, you know, and never seen the other ones. I don't feel like he was ever like in danger or he was ever being pushed or tested. I I, I don't I don't know what term I'm looking for, but like I was never afraid. For this seventy-year-old assassin's life, like I don't think he was challenged, and maybe so, that's why the movie feels a little anticlimactic after all the waiting for the violence. I feel like it, a proper send-off for someone like him would have been like, like an equal and opposite force for him to contend with, to be like a struggle for him to make it through something. Sure. If that was going to be like like his going away, like his his send-off movie, I think is where it would be. So one thing I think you missed because you didn't see the other two movies, he never really has that problem. Okay. Gotcha. Honestly. Okay. Um, he does take some damage, but it's never mortal peril. I think maybe. Do you think he would it, like it would benefit for him to have that kind of challenge and like in like yeah a in movie? Equalizer Four when he dies. There yeah. you go. Okay. Okay. Then I, and then maybe that maybe that'll be it then. Well, I, I would I would not argue. In the first and second one, there are definitely moments where he could, where they seem to have gotten the better of him. Yeah, but not not but very often. Right. In this one, there's like he's yeah. in she's in control every hundred percent of the time. Oh yeah, he's in charge here. This is so his I, town. I say the first second He's going to run this place with an iron fist. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He definitely is. What, you, know, don't, what, is right, what you don't know is his retirement plan is he's just now the mob boss yeah. of that place. Like, look, he just got rid of this competition. There was a vacancy. <laughs> he's filled. You know what a power vacuum is? <laughs> Someone had to step up in the role. That's mm-hmm. right. That's what he'd say. That's what he'd say. So I, I guess my last question, in, 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 in a post-John Wick world, where does this sit? How do you mean? Well, I, I mean, we we've, we've had now f- several good John Wick movies. Yeah, um, we've had four. What four? Right? Four. Yeah, mm-hmm. four. Yeah, um, I've heard. And, and, and that that is for a lot of people one of the standards which you would measure things by. Sure. So different type of movie. Though. This is not the same movie. This is not, not a John no, Wick. Not not at all. But I, th- yeah. I think it's more of a fair than like Bond or Born or anything like different that. I, I think it's closer to a Born than a Wick. Hundred percent. Okay, you have an operative fair. who's who who is who is a human. John Wick is not human, and doing things that you know that someone that is extremely professionally trained to do these things would probably do. So I would say the one movie that you didn't mention, and I don't know why, it's more Taken than it is. Oh, that's just because he's old. Well, no, but like if you now listen, obviously there were several bad Taken movies, right? But if you take Taken one, all right, with mm-hmm. like the legitimately his daughter, okay. Which is what most people consider the better of the what four, yeah, four movies. Well, twelve, whatever. You count all the ones <laughs> yeah, that aren't all the, all the spinoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, like I, I look at that instead of it being a person, he's protecting the town. Because, like, look in Taken, you know, he's pretty much in control of most of that. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's how I equate this. Okay, I got you. You know, but like, look, I I think this movie just fits the the same vein as the other yeah. movies it's, it's fine in all honesty Grayson I think our scores will tell you the answer to that question though you know what I mean just because like you'll be able to like, extrabulate well like, I mean you, your score may be a little off because you don't know how good the first one actually was so it's actually I think weird. my score would be the most pure because of that I've untainted nothing. unsullied by my love of the past unsullied that's a good word unsullied I know I'm full of um, them 
Well, fine. With that, we should move into the scores then. We're going mm-hmm. a little long on this one. but okay. So we should definitely move into the scores. Yeah. Um, I'll even go first. No, that's, I think Chris should go first. Okay. If that's okay with you. Yeah, yeah that's fine. So, like, this movie's good, right? It, it's not great. It's not fantastic. It's not bad either. No. It's, it definitely feels like it fits in whatever universe it's playing in. <laughs> Nothing, like, super unbelievable in the realm of what this movie's supposed to be happens. This movie is something that occurs. It takes a little bit longer to go than I thought. But the action's good when it happens. It's very satisfying. And, again, Denzel is never bad. Ever and in this, he's just as good, and I love the I love when he's when he's got dialogue with any character on screen because he's just fantastic at it. This movie's like a six point five. This movie's this movie's good. Nice. It's fine. It's just it's just a good movie. Okay, good to go. Me or you? Go ahead. Okay, I'll go. So like, look, I'm uh, I was going to go very similar. I'll go with a six here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the second best Equalizer movie. The first one will stand ahead for me. Um, the first one's probably like seven and a half or an eight. Honestly, pretty pretty solid film. Um, like, look, I like this movie. Uh, a lot of what I don't want to just repeat what Chris said, but a lot of it's true. Like, look, some of the scenes with him just sitting there talking to people, like, it's just damn interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in a very beautiful place. Like, I, I know I joked about this several times. It really is just I'd like an awesome fucking backdrop yeah. for a movie like this. Um, you know, we, it's the third version of Equalizer. So, you know, if you've been along for the the ride for the previous year, you know what you're getting. Like, you're getting him being smart. Him being violent and you know things coming out for him in the end, and that's that's what works out here. So six and a half. I'm gonna or go slightly six, lower. Uh, I'm gonna go to five and a half. Um, I'm not sure what I expected because the second one was such a downturn from the first one, but this is the okay, like this is okay to me. It's not gonna redefine this genre or even the Equalizer, but I'm gonna go with five. Uh, it just seems like there could have been a lot of other things that could have happened here. Although I'm very okay with what did happen here, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I like the character of Robert McCall. I like, of course, Denzel is good in everything he does. And not to parrot what Chris said, but for a lot of the same reasons, I'm gonna, I'm just going to go five. Because uh, the first one was so good, I just expect that same bar to be hit every time. You said five or five and a half. Oh, let's say five and let's say five 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 and a half. Five sorry, and a half. five 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 and a half. Um. I can definitely recommend it. Absolutely well, recommend it to people. What did you give the second equalizer? I was just thinking about that. The first 64. one. Was it? What? What? <laughs> what what'd you N- say? Nintendo? Great. Nothing. <laughs> um, the first one I'd probably give it eight, eight and a half. The second one I'd probably, I'd probably give a six and a half or a s- probably six and a half. So this is a, probably a five and a half for, for me. So, so, so this is your least favorite equalizer Correct. movie. Okay. Correct. Gotcha. It, it is. Surprising. Um. I like a lot of the things that are going on in the second one, and I like how this one connects to the second one. I think in my mind, when I'm thinking about this movie, the reason this is not a five and it's a five and a half is because it makes the link from the second films actually earns it that other half step. I think there's, there are very clever links and, and links that the movie sorely needed to help it make sense. Why Robert McCall is doing what he's doing. And I'm glad we got those links. Hmm. So I, I think five and a half is fair. Again, five is recommendable. I think I can recommend this to anybody. I don't think there's a barrier there with, well, do you like certain movies? Then you'll, I, I think that's fine. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a fine enough movie that it would stand by itself. But five and a half is where I think it fits. You guys cool. both gave it a six and a half? I gave it a six and a half. He gave it a six. six. You gave it a five and a half. Oh, so, okay. Well, we're, 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 we're within, within one, point. one point. So yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter, matter that much. But All right, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me on this evening of changing the time a little yes. bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been episode 347A. Seven. Thank you. 
of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I don't know why I do this. Christopher Bond. No X for you. <laughs> it's pronounced Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> It's like German. <laughs> <laughs> they laughed so hard where I was. All right. Um, send us an email to fourthlovelcinemapodcast at gmail.com. And as always, check us out on YouTube and check out our social media. Always posting interesting stories there. Next week, we're taking a look at The Nun 2. And I have a special episode planned from with my buddy Jeremy from back in the day. Back in the day. We get to do half the work for the same pay. Oh, yeah. Nuggies and fries. Nuggies and fries. <laughs>